You're listening to episode 107 of Two Views Movies Podcast, featuring an obscure top five list on our top five movie scenes using flares. Wanna ring the bell? Alright. Ding ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And I'm pretty sure this is our first top five list of 2019. Is that right? Uh, To get this far, eight months and not do one, it's no good. No bueno. Well, too many movies. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it depends on what you come here for. If you come here for movies that are in theaters and you want to know whether they're good or not, that's not a bad thing that we've been missing top fives. It means we've clearly been focusing on actual movies. But um, but yeah, it's always good to throw in a, a fun top five every once in a while. So I, I think this is our first one of 2019 and it's it's quite obscure. It's real obscure. This was your uh, baby. So what what was the genesis of this? Where did this come from? This came, <laughs> this came from watching the movie Crawl. So uh, for those of you that have missed Crawl, um, it's about alligators that are trying to eat these people out of their home, essentially. And uh, she manages to escape a death roll, a gator death roll, by grabbing a flare and uh, shoving it into the alligator. So this, as you're watching this in the theater, you you have the brain the brainchild to be like, hmm, I wonder how many other good uses of flares there are around. Yeah. So what movies. are the so we went with what are the top five best uses of a flare in a movie? And this was actually challenging. Like I think you know you and I have chatted about this, but it feels like there's a ton of usage of flare around. But then I think sometimes when I went back to scenes, I was like, Oh, okay. It was a torch or okay. It was a flashlight. Like I knew there was some sort of dark moment where there was a, you know, a burst of light and it's being used to light up a cave or something like that. And when I'd go back and check it out, sometimes they either came up empty handed. Like I have several that I couldn't place, even though I, I had them structurally in my head or there was ones that were like, Oh, that, that was not a flare. Yeah, uh, I struggled with because I have there's a bunch of scenes in my head that I can't put to movies, you know, and so it's uh like you mentioned that they light up something and then there's uh there's two that I have in my head that I was unable to to find, <laughs> and so I know they would be deserving of my list because it's it was impactful like the way that it was shot and the way that people use the flare and I I couldn't find them I couldn't recall believe it or not the uh the Google machine did not help so much in identifying random uh, scenes in my head. No, it basically it's dominated by JJ Abrams lens flare discussion. <laughs> right. Right. JJ has the Google <laughs> overusage of lens flares. Yeah, he has the flare Google search market cornered. Like you cannot execute that search without trying to eliminate JJ Abrams and lens flares. Otherwise, you just you, you shouldn't even try. Yeah, and it tries to, you know, guy with a flare that lights up and there's monsters all around. You know, like that doesn't that doesn't find in a Google search. You know what's going to happen is we'll be just randomly watching a movie on TV or pull up something on Amazon Prime and we're going to come across one of those scenes. We're going to instantly be like, oh, God, there it is. And we'll obviously clearly be texting each other. <laughs> so, yeah, we got the top five best uses of a flare in a movie. Um, 
I have a couple uh, worst uses of a flare that uh, did not go well for said user. <laughs> oh, it didn't go well for the user. Okay, yeah. it's not necessarily that it, uh, it you just didn't like the scene. It's that it went bad for the character in the scene. It went bad for the character in the scene. But before we get into the, the worst uses of flares, next time you, you view a flare, maybe it's at uh, Blue Springs 8 Theater. The Miller Theater is out in uh, Blue Springs, Seven Highway. Are there people just popping off flares out of the Blue Springs Eight? Yeah, uh, uh, maybe, maybe there could be in, <laughs> in the theater. Now, I, I've been there many a time, and I've not yet seen a flare in the theater, but uh, but on screen, you know. Yeah, it's, right. But I, I like the the free uh, marketing advice. You know, some people put spotlights out in the front of their you know theater or bi- business, right? So you see the spotlights from far away. No, spotlights are are old old news. Carson is saying if you want marketing, <laughs> you want people to show up, you stand out with some flares. So there's a Blue Springs. They they're gonna have a poor seventeen year old kid on his knees waving flares in the air <laughs> to, to attract new customers. <laughs> Well, I, I like that segue. I, I'm curious as to whether that is in your top five now that you went we'll, full Nick Cage in the rock. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. All right. So are you going to start with your worst uses? That's where we're going? I'm going to start with the worst use. And okay. I, I don't think it's possible to mention flares and not mention uh, Jaws 2. Yeah. I don't know. Is that is that on your list? Because I didn't specify. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was one of the first ones that popped in my head, but I, I don't consider it like a, a great use. I mean, but clearly it's it's got a lot of the right elements, right? Like gas and, you know, shooting the shark and it melts its face and all that kind of stuff. Like that, conceptually, it should be, but it just, it doesn't, I don't know. I could, Jaws 2. I don't want to include Jaws 2 on my list. It, uh, it confused me. So I watched that scene probably three times to try to get <laughs> what was her goal. Was her goal that did she accidentally douse herself in gasoline? Or was she saying, Uh, I'm not going to eat by a shark. I'd rather burn us both together. I've always taken it as she had no way to escape. It's a last ditch effort. Let's just try and light the shark on fire. But clearly, you know, lighting a fire on a boat is not a smart idea, especially one that's doused in gasoline. So so, I kind of took the logic went out the window. It's survival. I mean, here's my last ditch effort. See, so. If you haven't seen the scene, the shark attacks a boat and a lady's on it and he's eating half the boat and she's dumping like she put, picks up the gasoline can above her head. But it looks like the boat like jars. And yeah. and so she dumps it, ends up dumping it on herself and the shark and then immediately pulls up a flare gun and fires it at the shark, lighting it on fire, herself on fire. And then eventually the boat explodes. Mm hmm. Mind you, Jaws is fine. Charred a little bit. <laughs> right. Jaws survives. So it's, uh, I couldn't quite figure out what her end game was. Um, was it an accidental suicide or was it? Uh... I think it was just sheer panic. Okay. Interesting. Not good. Not, not yeah, good not use good. of flair. I mean, it's, it's an okay scene though. I mean, anytime you can see a you know, shark catch on fire and a boat explode, sure, why not? But yes, logically terrible. Speaking of sharks catching on fire, the shallows also. Mm-hmm. Blake also tries to use a flare to burn a shark and unsuccessful because yep. sharks are <laughs> in water. So right. that's probably shouldn't be your go-to use. Yeah, but but there are underwater flares. Yeah, and I, she managed to, to stick one uh, on the shark and it, it burns for a little bit. And I'm sure it didn't feel good, but it definitely didn't kill the shark. <laughs> Did you have to research? Uh, what, what is that one? The shallows, right? The Did shallows. you have to research that or was that stuck in your mind? That, I, I, I knew, she, I knew she used a flare in that one. So I went back and watched the scene again. Um, okay. after really Jaws 2 stuck out and I was like, wait, she uses a flare in the shallows. And I didn't, I couldn't remember if that's how she ultimately killed it 
or if it was uh right. it, it wasn't that's not how she ultimately kills it it didn't work and so don't use flares yeah. on sharks <laughs> and actually what sent me down a rabbit hole of i looked up uh deep blue sea to see if they used a flare in deep blue sea mm-hmm. and as much as i could Nothing. as much as i could find i couldn't find one but Thomas you Jane. Did, you didn't commit to a rewatch. I to did the, not. To I sure. did not rewatch <laughs> okay. Deep Lucy. Just searching for flares, but, but there may be one in there. <laughs> gotcha. So let's get to our. Unless you have any honorable mentions that you want to bring out that didn't make your list. No, nothing. Where I mean, I can tell you a few of the movies I scanned through. So I, I obviously remembered The Rock, but I didn't include that. Uh, Captain Ron. He sets his boat on fire. Martin Short does, and that 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 was. One of them that popped up. Um, well, before a movie you go, that you too, and I talking about. Well, before you go too far, you may be naming some stuff that are on my list. So maybe we do okay. those after. Okay. Then we'll do that after. All right. So you want to start with number five? Yeah, go to number five. So my number five, it's an iconic scene, but it's not. I don't know. I've never been a big Jurassic Park fan. We've talked about that on this podcast many times before it's i think it's a good movie just i don't know i never latched onto it as a kid but i mean when you think of scenes with a flare it's a pretty memorable one i would have felt untruthful not including it on the list so i I put it at number five because i felt it deserved a spot but i didn't want to put it higher up because i didn't deserve a higher spot and obviously it's the scene i'm talking about is the t-rex attack you start off with dr grant distracting the t-rex waving the flare to get its attention and then i think uh jeff goldblum's malcolm you know lights another one and starts running with it um I don't have to go into a lot of detail about this scene. It's a pretty iconic scene in all of movies. Uh, not necessarily probably for its use of flair, more for the giant T-Rex attack. But you know what? It's got a flair, so it's on here. You know, and that can go down as one of the best uses and worst uses of a flair. Dr. Grant does the, the purpose perfectly, you know? He distracts right. the T-Rex, and then Malcolm fires one up and uh, doesn't understand how how dinosaurs work. <laughs> and uh right. And almost gets himself eaten. Yeah, but it's a great scene. I mean, there's no... I I would have been lying to myself. I would have been saying that my, you know, average reception of Jurassic Park would be trumping my placement of this scene. So I I had to include it. Um, It would have been a a lie to not include it. So it gets the number five slot for me. Nice, nice. That's a good scene. I went went with Godzilla. 2014? 2014. Yeah. I went... uh, the guys jumping out of the uh, out of the plane now not a be- best use of flair, other than uh, I was reading reading about why they might have done that to distract Godzilla somehow with the red flare, but I, I didn't see that ever happen. But I just thought it was really cool on the poster and really cool in the trailer and when they did it in the movie of the the red smoke behind them as they fall through yep. the mist because you're not allowed to see Godzilla at all in that movie. <laughs> No. So let's just cover it all with mist and smoke. Yeah, I, I but, agree with you. Uh, we talked about this in our, I think, top five trailers before we saw before the movie episode. Yeah, this was a great, that scene was in the trailer. And I remember being like, oh my goodness, that is fantastic. And I mean, by the time the movie rolled around, it was, uh, you know, you'd seen it before, but it's still pretty cool. I, I don't know that I buy the distracting Godzilla because, I mean, I guess I would equate that to how distracting are lightning bugs to us. I mean, kind of. They're annoying. Yeah, but I mean, are you really like? <laughs> I, I guess we. I guess I did walk around as a kid hitting him with wiffle ball bats. So I guess it is. It does kind of draw my attention. The timing on that had to be key because if you hit him when they lit up, they lit up on your bat. <laughs> right. And so you, you had your little death bat walking around. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely <laughs> agree with you. That was one of them that immediately came to mind, and I agree with you so much to the point that it was actually my number 
four. So oh. we just straight up, we do this a lot when we do these top fives. I don't know how we, we don't plan this, but we often like magically interweave our rankings. So um, I don't even need to say my number four because you took it as your number five. So yeah, Godzilla 2014, fantastic. Okay, well, I'll roll into my number four then. Yep. I went with uh, The Road. Ah, yes. You've seen The Road. You have a Vigo firing a flare through a window and just tagging the guy right in the chest. Yes, that is a really good scene. Um, Yeah, I almost included it. I've only seen The Road once because I read the book and I loved it and immediately watched the movie and made my wife watch it, and I got in trouble uh, for making her watch that movie. Uh, I... I, I was in because the doghouse for because of the while. usage of the flare. Uh, no, she she unfortunately was uh, a little bit more disturbed by the content and the scenes, and especially uh, some of the scenes involving the dad and the son. I, I I was not in good standing with movie selections for a while after that one, but I, I do appreciate that use of flare for sure. Yeah, you run upstairs and you see him just burning there, just burning a hole in their chest. That was a good shot, Vigo. That movie is so... I mean, the flare is probably the brightest thing about that movie, both visually and even... Pun intended. Yeah, exactly. But both visually and just like, there's not a whole lot of scenes in that movie where you're like, oh, that's cool, because it's just not that kind of movie. And even the flare, you're kind of like, okay, well, yeah, that's kind of cool. And that's the most you get, because it is a dark, depressing movie that is very hard to watch. Yeah. Like, yes, sir. (laughs) number three i don't recommend anybody watching that if you've recently had kids or have kids that are younger because uh oh vigo has some tough choices to make in that movie and it will turn your stomach okay move on i i don't even want to talk about the road (laughs) okay what's your number three hey we're already on number three uh i'm going flying i know i know i know i know um Aquaman is where I'm going with number three so very very similar to the reasons why I had Godzilla in this, um, probably the same reasons you did. It, it's less about the story and the functionality of the flare, but clearly about the visuals and what what it looks like on screen. I think for most people, if you talk about what's one scene that stands out for you in Aquaman, I think you're going to get a lot of people say the flare scene where Arthur and Mira are out on the boat in the trench, and it, it, it kind of starts off on the boat because it goes full horror movie there where the the monsters from the trench are attacking the boat and the only light that they have is either the lightning in the sky or this flare that they light up and then uh, once they realize that they're going to get overtaken by these monsters they go ahead and dive into the water and then you clearly get this you know it's one of those that you had to know that the director was just he had this shot in his mind from the beginning and Thankfully, it translated beautifully onto the screen, but they dive in the water and they're swimming down with the flare and there's just all these monsters around them, but they're, you know, the, the flare creates kind of this safe protection bubble that they can't get to, but you can see the sheer amount of monsters, which is crazy. Like it's an unfathomable amount of monsters, but it's so incredibly cool. Like I remember hearing so many people be like, I can't wait till this comes out on Blu-ray or digital so I can get a, a wallpaper of this because it just looks so good. So I had to include it. Good, good scene immediately loses its umph when she realizes that they just pop out into the savage land or journey to center of the earth somehow. Yeah, because they take that flare and they swim down and end up in like a vortex of water or something, right? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it since theaters, so I, I don't <laughs> remember that. But yes, you have to kind of isolate that into just that scene 
um, one for its horror aspects because James Wan is a, a horror guy and he took over or, you know, he made Aquaman and, and put that little horror segment in there. But just the visuals alone are enough to get it to the, the third spot for me. Okay, number three. Oh, that was good. That was good, number three. Uh, I went with uh, the previously mentioned The Rock. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering good, if you'd do that. Stanley Goodspeed. He's got a needle sticking out of his chest <laughs> and trying to get to the front of the island to to wave off the the missile strike. Yep. He's popping the green smoke. And uh, unfortunately, you know, some of the pilots didn't see the green smoke. The missiles drop on part of the island and and blow up, and he said disintegrated. I think he said uh, Sean Connery's body got disintegrated. Yeah, so I I know we covered the rock in this in our podcast way back when, but yeah, I don't remember what happens. Obviously, I clearly remember the scene of him on his knees, shot from behind with the two flares holding out, and the plane comes flying in. But so they drop the bombs, and then that's the cover for Sean Connery surviving. Yep, Mason Mason gets uh gets free. Gotcha. So had he done his green smoke a little earlier, you know, it would have had a different excuse for Sean. So I'm interested in your thoughts on why you included that because it's, I mean, what about it is it that you like? Is it the, is it the shot? Is it where it happens in the story? I mean, because I think everybody can picture it in their head and they realize it, but as far as a top five goes, like, I don't know, visually it doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's in The Rock, which is a fairly cheesy movie. I thought, um, I thought visually I what, it was it was good of him on his knees. I mean, obviously you can picture it right now on his knees waving the green smoke. Uh, I thought it was a key point in the movie of him saving the day with the flare, which fits our our podcast best use of of the flare. And uh, it was kind of cool that uh, they didn't immediately wave it off, even though everybody was fine. You know that some of the missiles were away already. And so it's yeah. kind of that that still building suspense. You're like, oh, he saved the day. Oh, wait, he didn't save the day. You know, you're still kind of right, right in there. And, uh, okay. and how can you not love The Rock? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine for what it is. I think it, it didn't hold up as well as I had imagined it would on a rewatch. But, you know, it's also mid-90s Nick Cage, Sean Connery. So <laughs> whatever. But yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I was just more curious as to what your thought was. Not that it's right or wrong, but like if it was more of just the iconic nature of being able to you know, the double flare in the hands and that, that shot just stands out to you or whether it was something more story based or whatever. So, I mean, that works. I, I think, I think it's going to be a lot of people that you can hear or that you would hear put this in their list. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that just fits what I think of flare. You say flare in a movie, yeah. it, that's in my head. So it had <laughs> to be on the list. That's fair. But number two. All right. So my number two, uh, I alluded to this earlier about flares working underwater and clearly I just had one in Aquaman but I've got another one coming up which this one is probably sticking with me more from my childhood because I don't watch this movie a lot even though I know it's great and it's because I watched it an awful lot when I was a kid so it's one of those that you know you feel like you've got in your head all the time so you don't actually have to rewatch it I'm going with James Cameron's The Abyss do you know what scene I'm talking about seen the movie I don't remember the flare Ah, okay. So at some point in the movie later on, they have to go down after a warhead falls to basically either on the ledge towards the bottom of the ocean or on the bottom of the ocean. And they decide that the only way that they can go disarm it is to send somebody down. And that's the part where they uh, give Ed Harris the pink liquid that he breathes. Right. right. Because it's, you know, we all breathe it for nine months. You'll Your body will remember. 
Um, but they send him down, and his, the whole scene is great because he starts getting a little bit loopy. Uh, he can only communicate with people by typing, and he starts to lose it. He's got this big um, lamp that he's taken with him, obviously, so he can see. Well, around the time that he starts to diffuse the bomb, it goes out, and he has to light a flare underwater. But the problem is the flare is like this greenish hue. The side effect of having this green flare on when he opens up the canister is he can't tell the difference between the colors and the wires. And obviously we get this trope of you need to cut this wire, but not this wire. And the way I think it works in this movie is they tell him to cut, like it's like the blue wire with the white stripe, but you have to be careful not to cut the black wire with the yellow stripe. But the way James Cameron presents this because of the green flare is that it basically just, they both look like black and white. Yeah, exactly. And he can't tell which one to cut. So you're not sure what's going to happen. And he has to just blindly pick one and he snips it and it ends up being the right one. But it's a really intense scene, really cool with all these things wrapped around into it. It's an underwater flare. It's something that I watched The Abyss a ton as a kid. I, I don't know why, maybe because it was on HBO a lot. And it's it's clearly a good movie. I mean, James Cameron and water movies are just fantastic. But it made its way all the way up to number two on my list. Wow. It seems high for that. But, but hey, it's your list, right? Yeah, but I mean, the use of flares are just kind of like, you know, I mean, I've, I've got two on here that were visual because they looked cool. I've got one on here that was, you know, pretty iconic from a Jurassic Park standpoint. And then I've got one that kind of just stuck with me as one of the first ones that popped in my head actually when we when we said this so yeah it makes it makes its way up for me a lot of nostalgia in okay. it okay well speaking of nostalgia i think this one is one of again iconic uh, but also best uses of flares um you've probably not ever heard of this one before uh but jurassic park <laughs> <laughs> yeah so your uh, your number five is my number two uh dr grant uh uses that flare to get rid of the t-rex i mean that's just it's brilliant of him waving it back and forth and then throwing it and then just trusting that the t-rex doesn't know where he's at you know that's a that's a great great move and then freaking malcolm screws up again (laughs) and uh, i think your ranking and my rankings are indicative of our stances on jurassic park franchise as a whole well it's funny that you mentioned uh because dr grant in jurassic park 3 also uses a flare to defeat the uh the giant spinosaurus did you just happen to recall that or did you find that in your research because if you're able to recall jurassic park 3 uh, at the drop of a hat that that you've got problems it was actually well actually i probably can but uh it was i wanted to watch that scene again um and when i put in jurassic park flare three comes up so uh <laughs> yeah. like, oh he uses it again so he's very fluent in flares that dr grant <laughs> it's his weapon yes, of choice yes so just know that if we ever bring back dinosaurs, just keep some flares. You gotta have you know, your flares. Two of the five movies. Yes. And they may, <laughs> they may use it in two that, uh, not to distract a T-Rex or a Spinosaurus, but maybe against the Raptors at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I, I can't really recite much of Jurassic Park outside of the first one, or I should say the Jurassic Park slash world franchise. So that's why I was curious if you were able to pull three just out of your memory bank, because, uh, that thing has been totally deleted from my brain. I can't claim that. No. <laughs> okay. What right. number one? Are, are, we've arrived at number one. Well, I, I think I told you this one on the side, and this is just—it's just too good not to be number one. It—it's it, so perfect. It's everything that I enjoy about you know bad movies all wrapped into one. I am going with Steven Seagal's On Deadly Ground. <laughs> this scene is just totally absurd, and 
I will try and describe it to people, but it's not going to do it any justice and it won't sound that good. I would recommend you just watch all of On Deadly Ground because Seagal is just so terrible. And the fact that he even had some passable movies in the 90s is ridiculous once you realize that he only had like three or four actually ones that may be even kind of tolerable. I mean, I like Under Siege, but then some of the stuff before and after is just garbage. So if you don't want to watch On Deadly Ground, then at least go YouTube. I think it's listed under like Steven Seagal Flare Trick or something like that. Oh, I feel but like you have to watch the whole movie to truly oh, to I truly agree. appreciate this Flare Trick. Yes, I, I would agree with you. But look, I you know, I get people not wanting to spend an hour and a half on a you know mid to late 90s bad Steven Seagal movie one that I saw in theater with my parents and even was like as a kid was like this sucks I, I but I, I feel like it. this scene is earned you know oh sure and for so sure. you truly get so, you truly get the feel <laughs> if you've sat through this movie <laughs> right <laughs> right so I'll do my best to describe it but just go on YouTube and search Steven Seagal flare trick and enjoy it for yourself but the gist of it is you know, typical Seagal, he, he's chasing a bad guy and, you know, gets him down to a, and this is like not the main bad guy, it's the henchman, you know, one of the dirty cops or whatever it is in this situation. But the dude's standing in a puddle of gasoline at a gas station and Seagal decides that the way he wants to kill this guy is to light a flare and, and chuck it at the guy, therefore igniting the gasoline and everything goes up in flames. Well, he chucks the flare. The bad guy jumps over, grabs it, and saves it just before it can hit the gasoline on the ground. So you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, what's going to happen now? Well, you know, Steven Seagal being the, the total badass that he is, points the gun at the guy and says, tell your boss I'm coming to get him. And, but then he lowers his gun and walks away, right? Because I, I don't know why, because it just sounds cool. But, but Steven has second thoughts, right? And he even says, on second thought, I'll tell him. And he shoots the top of the flare off so that it's still lit. It goes flying up. You're like, oh, okay. So now it's going to land in the gasoline and, you know, catch everything on fire. And then just before the flare can hit the ground, Seagal shoots it again, making it extinguished so that it hits the gasoline as a dud. And, you know, the bad guy obviously has, like, crapped himself at this point. And Seagal chimes in with the, uh, stick around, we're going to have some fun. And and that's the scene. So I feel it's like... crack shot. Yeah, exactly. It was supposed to be Seagal showing how awesome of a shot he was. But it's just so insane that it goes, like, it goes back and forth, like, three times between, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm not. Well, now I am, and this is how. No, I'm not. And then it's just like, oh, my God, it's so cringy. And I don't know how or why but this scene has always stuck in my head as just being so over the top cheesy with what the good guy is going to do to the bad guy and the fact that Seagal makes it even more annoying it's toying with you I think it's one thing to describe Seagal as toying with your emotions <laughs> I don't know if that's one way to describe Steven Seagal that guy the guy is something else he's a total nut job but this scene is well worth at least a, a quick YouTube well that nut job just took your top spot <laughs> Right. Well, because it's it's so insane. It's so incredibly over the top, but it, therefore it gets my number one spot because every time I think of this scene, whenever I think of Seagal, let alone when I think of flares, it was, it was easily the first one. I think when you told me this, like, oh, well, here, here's the link to On Deadly Ground. <laughs> so when I moved to my number one, you think Seagal, I think uh, Johnny Knoxville. Oh, where are we going with this? Do you not know where I'm going with this? Probably not, because outside of Jackass and, the, what, The Rundown? Uh, no, he's not in The Rundown. Oh, okay. What, walking Tall? Which he's one is in he Walking in? Tall, yes. Oh, Get okay. your there rock movies straight. 
<laughs> Jesus. I mean, God forbid I mix up the rundown and you walking need tall. To, like you're doing the Fast and Furious right now, you need to run through the Rock's complete collection. Uh, that might be worse than Vin Diesel. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> and he's not Vin Diesel anymore. He's Mark Sinclair. Right. Until he's got, yep, he's got he's to earn been that stripped. back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is this is it Jackass? What are we going with here with Johnny Knoxville? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Johnny Knoxville, The Last Stand. Oh, I don't think I've seen no? that movie. Well, I, ha- I hate to nope. ruin this scene for you, but uh, I know it's high on your, your watch list. But there's a scene at the end of the movie where Johnny Knoxville is pinned down in a school bus. And there's there's a guy who's totally weaponsed out. He's got his sashes of, you know, shotgun shells and grenades and machine guns all all geared up, and he's just shooting the bus. And and Johnny Knoxville's mm-hmm. trying to trying to uh, survive this. And then the guy runs out of bullets and his his uh, machine gun, and good old Johnny pops up out of the bus with a flare gun, and the guy looks at him and turns and runs away and he hits him in the back with the flare which ignites his all of the uh, shotgun shells he's got on him and they start oh, they start nice. firing 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 eventually i guess it hits one of the the grenades and he just explodes his whole body explodes <laughs> <laughs> so so johnny gets uh it's a it's a cool scene but he gets the best use of flare um ignite all the things on this poor guy's body nice it's interesting that we both went action movie on number one <laughs> yeah because there are so many that uh i had in my mind thinking of and that's the one that i that i remembered the most when it came to using it as a as a weapon yeah and you know i feel like there's tons of examples of people igniting gasoline drums or something yeah. But I couldn't come up with them. It's like I know they're out there, but I just I couldn't get to them. We had the same thought of gasoline drums. And what's the one thing when you think gasoline drum that comes into your head? Uh, what? I think double impact. Oh right. <laughs> Bo Young's right, but, drums but I didn't. At him. I was well, yeah, but I was thinking of exploding gasoline drums. No, if I was no, just, but I, yeah. I couldn't get that out of my head. Was uh, was <laughs> and I know he doesn't like those up. But him throwing gasoline drums. Yeah. It's like, I couldn't get and there. You know what? I also think it's interesting that neither one of us went with any kind of rescue. Like, the, whether it's, I don't know, castaway or anything like that, where somebody's trying to actually shoot up well, a signal to be, you know, found. Well, that was, uh, I had that as the worst use. Mm-hmm. Um, was castaway. Okay. When he fires the flare at the uh, commercial plane, that's... <laughs> You know, <laughs> thirty-two thousand no, feet in there. Right, there's no way that they're going to see that, and the flare just kind of goes. It's like, oh, that was, that was a waste. <laughs> or the, uh, this wasn't a movie, but that Simpsons scene where he fires the flare and hits yes. the plane and blows up the plane. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I did have to say that some people may uh, be yelling at us, but I have to mention this. But there's a reason why it's not on my list. Okay. Have you seen Dead Calm? Yeah. With. Billy Zane and uh, Dr. Grant. Yep. yep. So Sam Neill, again, Mm -hmm. using his flares, fires it straight into Billy Zane's Mm -hmm. face. And I've not seen that movie, or I would have put that on my list. Yeah, I saw it. Because that's just a ridiculous scene with the Yeah, I saw it when I was a kid, like randomly on one of the, it might have actually been the movie channel that I saw it on, you know, whatever one of those cable movie channels that I had when I was a kid. So I, I agree with you. Like when I saw it on YouTube, when I was looking things up, I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I could include that, but it'd be a little 
you know, what I, I feel like it'd be stretching things a little bit because it's not a movie that I could easily recite. I clearly found it only through research. And once I saw, it, I was like, okay, I remember that. But yeah, I wasn't going to put that on my list. Yeah, but it's a it's a good scene, and again shows how uh, Sam Neill is just a flair expert. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, if he had them in Ivanhoe, they would have been used. <laughs> you think he puts it in his contract? But, uh, like, uh, must use flair <laughs> as a weapon. I see f- f- flair usage. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing the... O- I have at least two flair usages in this, this yeah. deal. Um, so I mentioned a few well, why, of my um, honorable mentions earlier, and I, I mentioned Captain Ron, where Martin Short sets the boat on fire, which is, I, I have a soft spot for Captain Ron. I don't know why. I really think it's a, a fun Kurt Russell role. I had another Kurt Russell movie on my list, which is The Thing, because when I picture a flair, I always picture a cold Kurt Russell as McCready in that movie, but... I've only seen that movie a few times and really it's been recently that I've really grown to appreciate that movie, but I couldn't remember the context as to why he, I know he's got a stick of dynamite and he's got a flare in his hand. He's threatening to light it. But, uh, I kind of felt like I would be lying a little bit if I included that. Cause even though visually I could remember it, I couldn't place that in the movie. And then the other one that was short on my list of honorable mentions was Tommy boy, <laughs> because he goes in threatening to blow up, uh, his competitor, you know, Dan, Dan, Aykroyd, yeah, and he's got road flare strapped to his chest, which I felt like that was a little bit of a cop out, but, uh, I always thought that was funny. Oh no. I had, I thought of that, you know, that would have been on my list. Yeah. I love that movie. And I love that yeah. scene. Oh, these are road <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we went well. crazy obscure on that one. Top five scenes with road flares. Uh, I, I, this is a good pick. I liked it. I like trying to track those down. I know it's going to anger me as we go through other movies and watch these and, and find more scenes. But yeah, it was good fun. Like when Rocky used his his flair. What? I don't know. I'm going to see a movie like that that I should know, like the back of my hand, and realize. I don't know why you went with there. Rocky. I think like, it's much it. more likely that Rambo shot off a flair that we are forgetting. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our first top five of 2019. Let's hope that it's it's not our last. I think, what do we got coming up? We have, I think, maybe Good Boys that we might go see, and then a retro, because we are going to be out of town for a while, so we need to sneak in a retro, but I think that's our next two episodes. Yeah, and w- while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind uh, voting for us, we are nominated for the best local podcast in Kansas City on uh, thepitchkc.com. Yeah, so absolutely. If you can go to the pitchkc.com, I think it's slash best of KC. Uh, we'll have the links basically in our in our show notes, so you can just click that link from there. Go there, and uh, you don't have to write us in for a nomination this time. You just have to go find us under Arts and Entertainment, Best Local Podcast, and click on Two Views Movies for your vote. And hopefully we can come out of this at the end of August as the winner and named Best Local Podcast 2019 in Kansas City. Yeah, thank you all for, for nominating us. And now... Now we got to bring home the title. Yep. A few more weeks to, to wrap this thing up. So you'll get some more reminders from us, but we appreciate everybody listening and we appreciate everybody nominating and now voting. And I think that's it. We'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.